It's time for Around the Ozark Sports Scene with Scott Perrier. Now here's your host, Scott Perrier. Hello and welcome to the Around the Ozark Sports Scene podcast. I'm Scott Perrier. We've got a big show planned again uh, this week, and so we'll get started with our what's going on, what's on tap in the area in sports. We start out with uh, an upcoming big weekend for four area high school football teams as they compete for state championships this weekend in Columbia at the uh, Mizzou Stadium. Got Republic taking on Cardinal Ritter from the St. Louis area in the Class 5 title game at 7 p.m. on Friday. Seneca will play Park Hills in the Class 3 championship game at 11 a.m. Friday. Lamar is back where Lamar usually is in a state championship game facing Valley Catholic for the Class 2 state title at 3 p.m. Saturday. And Marionville will play for the Class 1 state championship at 3 p.m. Friday versus North Platte. Again, all those in Columbia at Mizzou's uh, Tiger Stadium at Faroe Field. So good luck to all of our local teams as they try to be bring home the big trophy. Switching to basketball, the Missouri State Bears are off to a 5-1 start. Uh, at the time of this taping, they've got a game coming up on Wednesday against Evansville. Uh, they're 5-1, and one, uh, pretty much on a roll since the season opening loss at West Virginia. Bears were picked sixth in the Missouri Valley Conference pre, uh, preseason poll. A uh, much better team than, than that. I think we'll know a lot more about them this week because after the Evansville game, they will be on the road Saturday for a big Valley test at the preseason favorite, Drake. And so that's, uh, that's a big one at 3 o'clock in Des Moines. Uh, those two games will tell us a lot about the quality of this uh, Dana Ford coached uh, Bears team. Meanwhile, the Lady Bears are 2-2 two and two after a 31-point loss at Oklahoma State last Sunday. Not their best work, but they're back home to try to get it switched around quickly on Friday. They've got Tulane coming in for a non-conference game. That's a 6.30 p.m. tip-off at the Great Southern Bank Arena. Both Drury basketball teams are off to strong starts. Uh, the 17th-ranked Lady Panthers, they have a new coach, Casey Bailey. They moved to 6-0 and with an easy win on Monday of this week at Quincy, which is her former employer, to open up Great Lakes Valley Conference play. Lady Panthers have a big one uh, this Thursday at preseason league favorite Lewis. That seems weird to say since Drury is usually the preseason favorite, so I'm sure there will be a little extra chip on the shoulder when uh, Drury visits Romeoville, Illinois. Then the Lady Panthers are off to uh, Indianapolis to play on Saturday in a big week to start their conference schedule. Meanwhile, Coach Chris Foster's Panthers are 5-1. and one. They did not play at Quincy on Monday, but they've got their league at op- opener at Lewis uh, on Thursday and then Saturday at Indianapolis. They appear greatly improved over last year's 9-19 and 19 finisher. And again, we'll know a lot more about both these jury teams after this first week of conference plays in the books. In football, it was a winning weekend for the Missouri entries as the Mizzou Tigers thrashed Arkansas on Friday to finish their regular season at 10-2, and two, their best effort under Eli Drinkowitz so far. Ninth-ranked Tigers are waiting now to find out their bowl assignment, but it should be a very good one. I think a really good chance of playing on New Year's Day. Uh, meanwhile, the Chiefs uh, shook off a 14-0 early deficit, snapped out of an offensive funk with a 31-14 win at the Las Vegas Raiders. KC now preps for a Sunday night football date at Green Bay against the Packers at cold Lambeau Field. Chiefs are 8-3. They're a half game behind the Ravens, who are 9-3 for the lead spot in the AFC. Ravens have a bye this week, so that'll even up. And then Jacksonville and Miami are also at 8-3, so quite a dogfight there in the AFC for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Our special guest this week is the head football coach of the Republic Tigers. He has his Tigers in the Class 5 state championship football game this Friday night, 7 p.m. in Columbia 
against Cardinal Ritter, a first-ever appearance in the title game for Republic Football. We welcome to the line Coach Ryan Cornelison. Coach, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Uh, what's this been like for you the last two or three days, uh, the, the whirlwind of playing for a state title? I know you went, for, uh, went through this once before out in Kansas, but does it feel different this time? Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it, it, it feels really good. It's, it's been exciting. It's our, you know, our community, man, it's been overwhelming. You know, from one, the fans that have came out, you know, these last couple games at home and supported our youth. And, and then just this week alone and, and all the phone calls and all the things they're trying to set up to celebrate for our kids. And uh, it's just a great experience for our players and our coaches and our community. Uh, we're very blessed to be a part of it. Absolutely. And, and again, a, a big win on Saturday over Webb City. 21 to 20 before a packed house there at, at Republic Stadium. Uh, 12 and 2 now on the on the season, going into the game against unbeaten Cardinal Ritter, which is 14 and 0. Um, you know, kind of looking through the uh, the stories and the highlights of, of the game on Saturday with Webb, you kind of beat Webb City football with Webb City football, didn't you? With some uh, ground uh, ground and pound uh, clock control and really impressive there. I guess the first drive, 19 plays eating up almost 11 minutes off the clock to start the game. Uh, Wyatt Woods with the one-yard TD. Uh, was that almost kind of a little bit of a message sent to Webb that, hey, hey, we're here to battle with you guys? <laughs> I don't know if it was a message. That was just kind of our game plan. And, and uh, you know, they were off a good football team. And, and, and offensively, they were they you know had a lot of weapons. And so uh, we just felt like, you know, time of possession was a big deal in that game. And, and uh, you know, that's really kind of what we evolved to. We we started the year off and and, and more gun and, and more uh, stretch type concepts and it just we weren't very good we, we were we were pretty average and so we've kind of evolved through these fourteen games into to what we do now and uh, you know just try to run ball control and, and uh, you know we're not we're not real big on, but uh, we we try to play with low pad level and, and really get at people and uh, try to get as many yards as we can and, and keep the ball and keep the chains moving. I, I think the two best games in the Ozarks the last two years have been the Nixa Republic battles, and and uh, both those games I've seen them, and and especially last year, you kind of went to that ball control and and kept it away from them, won the game in overtime. Is that kind of where things kind of clicked in terms of that kind of strategy? Both years is is hey, if we keep the football, we've got a better chance of winning. You know that honestly, I mean I've I've been doing it a while, and and I've always been. Uh, ball control. I mean, uh, from an offensive standpoint, you know, you know, each year you try to, to to put it around what your your talent, your skill level is, and where your strengths are. Uh, but it's always, no matter whether we're in gun or we're in under or whatever, I, I've always done that style of it. It's it's what I grew up playing. And it's it's what I know. Uh, it's what I feel most comfortable calling. And so, uh, you know, it. We started out, you know, my first year here. We were we were heavy into that. We just weren't quite good enough to beat the good teams, and so uh, we we knew how to play that style. We just kind of got a little away from. It. I probably had too much time in the summer to to get fancy, and and uh, and so coming out of the summer, I just didn't think we were as good as what we were when we we played our you know my normal stuff, and so we, we went back to that. But there's no doubt that the actually three years the next game has been a really really good football game, and, and uh, I thought this year. Uh, you know, that was the first time all year. Well, I guess Joplin in that game, we, we played really well. We got beat uh, on the field goal, but I uh, felt like we started playing a much higher level football uh, than what we had played prior to that. So 
that game both years has really uh, done us well. One we won, one we lost, but uh, helped us to get to another level, I guess. Well, and just the, the confidence level, too, I've got to think. I mean, because with Web City, even though – you know, a different regime now, uh, although an assistant promoter of the head coach after John Roderick's retirement, that's still Web City and playoff football and a team that seems to find another gear. And, and now you guys have done it two years in a row, and I, I've got to think your confidence level is really high with this group of kids. It, it is. And, you know, that's the first game. I mean, we had we, we turned the ball over, but, uh, man, they put it on us, you know, the first time we played Web. And so, mm-hmm. uh, we you know, coming into this game, you know, you've you got that in the back of your mind that, uh, was it the turnovers, or were they just that much better? And, and uh, you know, we just felt like if we we controlled the ball better, we would have a better shot. And, and uh, you know, our our kids do play with a lot of confidence. You watch us; I think we're undersized, both sides of the ball, pretty drastic at, 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 in some spots. But they play so hard that they they make up for that. You know, we we uh, we kind of got to run a different style of defense. We can't sit in there in the trenches and think we're going to hold up. Uh, we got to let our guys run a little bit, put them on the edge, do some different things to try to free them up and, and just try to win with effort. Uh, and I think that's been probably the, the, the funnest thing to be a part of is just to watch our kids play with that much effort. Absolutely. And, and you know, you got some guys that typically get the headlines. Wyatt Woods, great quarterback for you, 28 carries against Webb City uh, on Saturday. Rex wrote your big tight end, gets a lot of, of ink because, you know, headed to Memphis and, and uh, an extreme talent. But it's kind of interesting. Big defensive stops the, the last three weeks in a row uh, seal it for you. You got a sophomore Caleb Norman that comes up with the uh, the INT there in the final minute. Is that defense kind of building that confidence as well now? I think so. You know, and you're exactly right. You know, we're we're where we're at because the the last drive three weeks in a row, our defense found a way to get a stop. Uh, we did it, you know, against Lebanon. We got I think three big sacks there and put them put them up, and they couldn't get the first down. Um, and then we just came back and, and held uh, uh, Elias on fourth down. Uh, and then this week we got the pick. So, uh, you know, that's not easy to do. Three three weeks in a row, they're driving the ball to, to win the game, and defense comes up with a stop. So it's a great bunch of kids that, that play hard, and uh, it, it was fun to watch those guys get a, get a seal of the deal and, and uh, allow us to continue to play. Let's talk about Ryan Cornelison, uh, who he is. Um, you know, a guy that coached in Kansas football his entire career before coming over to Republic three years ago. Uh, were you a football guy from from day one growing up? Uh, talk about your introduction to the game. Yeah, my uh, my dad was was a uh, was my high school coach, and, and honestly, to uh, put it humbly, he's kind of a legend in Kansas. He's won I think four or five state titles. He played in it. Uh, 10, 10 or 11 years, he's won uh, 28 state track titles. Um, and, and so it, it was always part of my life. You know, I grew up, and my dad will tell you that I only saw the good side of coaching is why I went into coaching because when I was growing up, we were winning state titles and, and, about, and you know, most every year we were at least playing in state championship games. And so that's kind of how I got started. Was obviously it was it was in my family and, and what I was grew up with. Um and then went to college on, on a track scholarship and, and ran and got into coaching after that and uh, started at the, the smallest 11-man school in, in the state of Kansas. We had my first year, I think, I had 15 kids on the team um, and uh, just worked my way from there. I uh, tried to win games and worked my way up. And then uh, three years ago, you know, uh, I, I knew I was leaving and was out looking and uh, probably had some, some bigger opportunities, but I, I don't know, you know, you, you 
you asked the good Lord to, to, to guide you, and you know something about Republic that I thought it was a great fit for for me, but also a great fit for my family, uh, and, and just to, to work with great people in the administration. I don't know, there was something about it that I felt that's where the good Lord was, was wanting me to go, and um, and we've been blessed ever since. Well, I, I've covered almost all those guys you work with when they were athletes. And if you're a track guy on scholarship in college, you're already the most athletic among that group that you work with. So <laughs> congratulations. Maybe except for Tori Mooneyham. She might have you a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. Good uh, absolutely. And, 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 you know, we talk about that, but, I mean, you're at a school district in Republic, uh, you know, and obviously you did your homework because you had had a very successful run in Kansas, 139 and 45, and your, your job's there. We mentioned uh, took Hutchison to the state runner-up finish in 2014 uh, you're not going just anywhere and you went to a job that they had 51 coaches apply from 14 states so there are a lot of guys that saw something in that community and and you mentioned it but you have a very athletic-minded administration I mean your superintendent Matt Pierce was a a standout football player and, and played at Mizzou and you know from Tyler Overstreet and his play playing days Trevor Fisher um, you know up and down that list of guys that you work with and for how much of a plus is that to have an athletic-minded administration with what you want to do with your program? Yeah, you know, I think not only the, the athletic-minded, I think they're they're just they're good people. Uh, they republic's important to them, whether it's athletics or academics or, or anything we're doing. If, if you talk to our administration, you can tell it's not just a job to them. It's, it's something they're passionate about. They want our kids to be successful in, in everything that we participate in. And you know, when I came here and I met with those guys and, and you know, I, I kind of laid out some of the ideas and what things I thought were important to, to turn the program around, and you could just tell that they believed in it. It wasn't that they were just nodding their head, and, yeah, like you could tell, they, they wanted somebody with a vision uh, of how we would do it. And um, and I don't know, when you, when you around people like that and you surround yourself with, with people like that, uh, it just you, it, it makes for, a, a, you know, a good experience, and, and it was something I was looking for um, and, and just felt like, you know, that's, that that's the spot that's you know and so uh we basically canceled all the or turned down the the other job opportunities and and uh called them back and, and accepted the job and uh you know i've been working extremely hard ever since and, and trying to get this thing um you know to to go and and uh, this year it's been been a blessing and it's been a lot of a lot of fun when you were doing your research about uh, possible destinations were you aware of, of the the growth potential of republic and what was going on with like, I mean, cause when businesses like Amazon move into your city, that means more families and more families means more potential football players. Were you aware of that or did that kind of just happen, uh, you know, as part of the process? No, I mean, you, you know, you try to research everything and, and you're, you know, you're looking at all of it. You look at the housing market, you look at everything. Is it a good fit for my family? Uh, you know, and, and where I was at Kansas city Gardner, it, it's got a big Amazon place as well. And it, it's growing. So, it was it was familiar. Like I, I kind of knew what that was that vibe was going to feel like, and, and the, the growth. Uh, we're we're outskirts of Springfield, and that was outskirts of Olathe, Kansas City area, and so it, it, it's that part of it felt familiar. Uh, but truly, it wasn't so much the 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 growth or, or that. It, it was more the people. Like you, you, sometimes you just go to a place, and you know, you, you always make sure when I when I came here, I wanted to walk the halls. I wanted to see the kids. You know, I went to to the local restaurant and went, you know, and I just, you know, just to, to really see if, if I felt like my family was a good fit more than, than me, I could pretty much work anywhere. But uh, I just felt like with all the people I met and, and 
I don't know. I just it, it had a, a hometown, a small town uh, vibe to it, and, and something that I was drawn to. And then I brought the family here to see it before we made our decision. And I think we all agreed, like, yeah, there was something that that just felt right. Well, and, and I don't think it's any surprise that, that the best rivalry so far in the last couple of years are the two fastest growing communities with with Nixon Republic and, and what those towns are doing, let alone their school districts and all that. Has that become a thing where you guys almost push each other, you know, in terms of if they're doing that and the COC as a whole, I mean, you're in probably the most competitive league in the, in the uh, state. And then you've got Kickapoo and Glendale and those schools coming in now. Um, a lot of competition to keep you guys on your toes and they're in all aspects of the program. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I think, uh, you know, our school board and our administration are, are forward thinking, you know, we're, we're right now, <laughs> we're currently building the, the new fifth, sixth grade building, which was, was much needed. It'll be a, an awesome facility for our, our youth. Uh, my youngest will, will, it'll be open by the time she's coming through. So we're excited about that. But I just think there's, there's, not only are good people, but they're forward thinking to understand we're growing and, and how do we continue to, to improve. Um, obviously, our facilities are, are really, really nice, uh, but they're always looking to how do we make things better? How do we get, get you know, keep this, um, this school district? It's not, I don't know that we're chasing anybody or we're comparing ourselves. We're just trying to do what's best for our kids and how we continue to grow with our community. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the atmosphere, those Saturday atmos- atmospheres, in high school playoff football are the best. I mean, back my days going back into the eighties and, you know, Branson and, and even Republic back when Ed Miller was coaching there, they'd have some great playoff atmospheres. Was there ever a time this past Saturday that you were able to kind of stop and soak it all in and look around and go, Holy cow, look what we've done in three years. Um, you know, I, I'm not really soaking in. I, there's no doubt that the first Saturday when we went out to the coin toss, and, and in Kansas the coaches don't go out to the coin toss, so that, that, this, that's been new to me. But I go out there and uh, shook the coach stand and then uh, turned around and started jogging back to our sidelines and looked up, and, I mean, it was just it was just packed, you know, <laughs> and uh, and a lot of orange and black, and, and I thought, man, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, for our kids to, to put in all that time and all the work for, for three years, um, you know, for them to see what, what it's like to play in that environment, uh, you know, that's a special thing. Not everybody gets to do that, and uh, we, like I said, we're, we're blessed that our, our kids are able to, to, to experience that. And, and it, you know, I've been a lot of places, and that was as good an environment as I can ever remember. Absolutely. And, and you know, you, you mentioned that, and you say your kids, but little brothers out there that are wearing orange and black and, you know, down to kindergarten, third grade, fourth grade, how important is that, you know, that, that they soak that in and understand that, hey, I get to be a Republic Tiger someday. How important is the youth football program to you and what you're trying to build? Man, it, it, we, have a, we have a really strong uh, youth program, and I, I think that, you know, that's, that's one of your backbones to your program is, is, you know, one, for us to be successful and those kids get to see that, but then have a successful youth program. Uh, Joe Whitworth does a good job with our program and, and making sure – uh, our kids have opportunities to, to, to participate and to, to make sure we got proper equipment. And, and uh, you know, so I think whether it's, you know, uh, it's our job up here to try to win now, but that, that youth program is what allows you to sustain the, the success and try to get to where you can do it year in and year out. Uh, you've got to have, you know, a strong youth, strong middle school and feeder programs. And, and uh, you know, we've worked hard to try to coordinate all those together. We all work together from a, you know, middle school to a youth and, and, and trying to build a program that, 
uh, isn't just a, you know a one and done or whatever that we can continue to to, to have that success year in and year out and, and uh, it takes a lot of people to do that. Uh, we've got a lot of people that are, have been willing to to really try to do everything we can to make that happen. Class five state championship game Friday night seven p.m. in Columbia. What can you tell us about Cardinal Ritter? You look at the bracket; they've scored eighty two, sixty. 68 and 52 points in their four playoff games. I know they're 14 and 0. Last year they went 14 and 0 and beat Reed Spring in the Class Three state title game. So they've been jumped up two classes by the multiplier. Uh, what do you see when you see Cardinal Ritter on film? Yeah, I mean it's 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 impressive. There's no doubt. Um, and you know, like I said, I've been been a head coach 21 years. I, I've never seen this amount of of talent, Division One players on on one team. Uh, I mean, you can. You can go down the list, and they're all either they're committed or they're offered, and, and I mean they're everywhere. It's from, they've got a quarterback that they got two quarterbacks, both that play equal time, both have made you know several Division One offers. The running back committed to Arkansas, receiver I think Colorado, KU or somewhere. I mean they're all. I mean their talent is, is second to none. I've never seen anything like it. So um, you know you you take that for what it is. And then you try to put a game plan that gives you a chance to go try to to, to isolate some of that stuff and, and, and take away some of that stuff and figure out a plan that that, that you have a chance to go try to beat them. And so, um, you know, we 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 all you know the kids, the coaches, you can like you watch film it. They jump off the tape, you know, with their talent, and their athleticism. Now we've got to figure out a way to, to go get it done. How much of a help is it that you can look down their schedule and see that they beat Elias by one point, uh, thirty twenty nine? The same Elias you played a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, if you if you watch the game, it was thirty to seven at one point, I think. Um, so it it was probably the score looked closer than what it was. Now Elias did a good job in the second half of uh, you know they got a couple tip ball, like a couple, couple big passes and got back in the game. But uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that was a a, a close game necessarily if you watch the whole film, um, and, and so. There's nothing that you look at and go, you know, they beat Hillsborough in the state championship, and, and they beat up handily, and, and they're a good football team watching them on film. So there's nothing on the film that, that is going to make you feel better. You know, you've you got to <laughs> understand what you're going up against and then come up with a plan. Like, you know, it is what it is. You know, well, they, they, they're obviously they're loaded, uh, but we're going to try to do everything we can to put a plan together to, to figure out how to beat them. Very good. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. And, again, the Ozarks is pulling for the Republic Tigers to to get it done. So best of luck to you. Hey, I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Coach. Time for Scott's Thoughts, our uh, final entry in this podcast each week, my ramblings and musings and babblings about certain topics in in the world of sports locally and nationally. We start out with Cardinals baseball. They have gone out and bought some free agent pitching, but apparently they're shopping at the nursing home. They've added former Cardinal Lance Lynn, journeyman Kyle Gibson, and the latest signee uh, standout for the Twins last season, Sonny Gray, to their 2024 rotation. They picked up a guy named Gray because this is clearly going to be the oldest rotation in Major League Baseball with an average age of 35 as the Cardinals kind of shop off the scrap heap. But Gray was one that other people wanted. Uh, the Cardinals might have overpaid a tad at about $25 million per season. But he's also the youngest of those three, a guy with more upside. So we'll see if uh, they can catch lightning in a bottle with these old guys or if their flames have already been snuffed out and they're on the scrap heap for a reason. We will see. Hats off to Evangel for an 11-1 football season that ended with their first-round playoff loss at Bethel, Tennessee on Saturday. 
Coach Chuck Heppel's squad indeed uh, made the right move to lead the Heart of America Athletic Conference for the KCAC, and it showed with the renewed incitement and enthusiasm for the football program in the newer and perhaps less competitive league. But with new facilities on the horizon, this will continue to be a local program on the rise. Finally, it will be an interesting winner for the Arkansas football Razorbacks after the announcement that head coach Sam Pittman will be retained and back on the sidelines next season. The Hogs finished 4-8, and and they were dreadful against Mizzou in their 48-14 beatdown at the hands of the Tigers on Black Friday in Fayetteville. It's portal season starting next week, that whole new world we live in now where guys can change schools at the drop of a hat, and I'm afraid some of the Razorbacks players will likely vote with their feet and head into the portal in mass if they don't feel like things are headed in the right direction and they want to play for a winner. And that means fewer portal kids coming in for those same reasons, too. Pittman is a nice guy, a big old grandpa, teddy bear type, but it just seems like that doesn't resonate with 18-year-old kids very well these days. They want to win, and they want to play in an exciting program. Arkansas just is not that under Pittman right now. Personally, I think it would have been best to nudge him into retirement and maybe an administrative or fundraising role and go get their next guy. But they didn't, so we'll see what Arkansas football looks like in 2024. May not be pretty. A reminder to play the Guest to Chiefs score contest on the Midwest Family Radio Station's website, also on the AroundTheOzarks.com website. It's your chance to win tickets, autographed gear from the Chiefs, and more, all by putting in your score, predicted score for the Chiefs game, which is the Sunday night game this week at Green Bay. And also be sure to give us a rating on this podcast if you like what you hear. Subscribe to us to the usual channels of podcast subscriptions like Apple, Google, Spotify, and others. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.